Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham. That's excellent. Jude Bellingham. This is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina. Brilliant from the American. Just like that. Graceful. Sally Hoogstown for Anthony Modest. Royce. Not a bad idea. Hey, welcome back to the BBB podcast. My name's Jake, and I mean, good news for everybody. If something happens to me, I don't think you're going to miss me that much because the show is all about Carver anyways, and Carver can single-handedly do the show by himself, which we found out last week, but he is with me. Thankfully, I'm not doing it by myself because I don't think I could do it as well as Carver, but Carver, how's it going, man? How are you doing? It's like, I don't know if anyone will get this reference, but whenever Batman and Joker uh, I think they like died in one of the comics or something like that. And their hearts or their like tears come together for one big heart. That's us. So we, we both need each other equally. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the, the episode was great with just you. you. I listened to, I mean, it was nice to be able to listen to uh, the, a podcast. I mean, we talked about that. We talked about that with Stefan before. Uh, but, but I was like, man, this is great. And I even was like, hey, let me know if you have any edits or anything. And you just flew through. No, no edit Carver over here. Didn't mess anything up. Just one take, one, one take Carver, uh, just cruising by himself. So I don't know. I don't know if you need, do you want me to like just add the yeah, intro for a sec? back out, I'll go make some coffee, <laughs> go take my dog for a walk and just let you take care of things. Cause I mean, I don't want to, I don't really care to do an episode right now. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Although I, I am at peace, Jake. I have... I have come, and, and that only really comes from just one word, and that's just acceptance. I have accepted the fact that this team does not want to compete for the Meisterschale, and the only way we will has it, have it is if Bayern physically give it to us, and even then, we would probably drop it on the ground. So, I've just, I've taken these past few days to really just come to terms with myself and accept that, you know, it, it may happen still. We, we may still somehow win the title, but I think at this point, we this team continues to show that they don't really care either way. And we we had mentioned before that this is, it, it's not all on us, right? Like we, we still have to do our part, but then we also have to rely on Bayern to fall and kind of help, help us out a bit. So in performances like this, we're not doing our part. Uh, it's very disheartening. Of course, we're talking about the Stuttgart game over the weekend where we're in control first half. They get a red card, so we're up. We're up a man. We're up 2-0 at the half. You think it's going to be easy cruising second half and then just complete, complete collapse, complete calamity, just in, just in classic, just classic Dortmund. Just like what more could you... <laughs> If this if that's the team you fall in, in love with, which is it's kind of the team I fall in love with, then maybe you know what I mean. It keeps me keeps me hooked. Like it can't be all all great. Like we can't ride high on this ten game win streak and think we're going to cruise to a championship. No, the Dortmund we know and love is always there to disappoint us and fall yeah. apart. It's not even it's not even really a cruising to the championship as much as as it is. We are given lifeline after lifeline in the, just the past two weeks. And we continue to dislike whenever someone's handing it to us, we look at them and we just throw it away. And we're like, nah, piss off, actually. You keep the title. You keep the Pokal. 
Champions League. We don't really care for that either. It is, uh, it, it's insane. And, you know, even though I'm at peace, I, I did hate myself for watching the highlights to kind of prep for the show. Uh, and that should be the tagline of our show. We watch Dortmund, so you don't have to. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have I been getting introspective? I don't know. I, I feel like I was thinking about our show before. And I don't know why I'm going to go on a, a rant about our show, but I will just, I'll get this out of the way. We appreciate you hanging out and listening. Uh, week after week, uh, we keep seeing more listeners from all over the country and all over the world. It's really awesome, really humbling. So we really appreciate you guys hanging out and listening. We, we've been saying that a lot, so we won't just like bog down the the appreciation, but we do appreciate you guys. And I guess if you are a new listener, um, th- here's my little show pitch. Carver Carver's great at like breaking down the analytics and stats and everything. And sometimes he gives me the stats that are disheartening where I feel like I like a player. He really tells me their stats. And then I'm like, mm, they're not as good as I thought. Uh, I won't say who because if I don't want to shatter your expectations of a certain player. Um, but I also feel like maybe it's because I listen to a lot of sports podcasts and some some get like too nitty gritty and too stats for me. And I always feel like ours is very well, we do we do provide stats and because that's a big part of the game. Uh, but it's very I don't even know where I'm going with this. I don't know why I started this because I don't want to talk about Dortmund, so I'm just putting everything off. Yeah, but it, it's very much like we talk about it a lot, especially in these kind of moments. It's very much like a therapy session. And it's like it's a great place for I go on rants a lot. Uh, Carver does too. Um, and it, it's almost like maybe maybe the, I'm, I had this realization because I listened to the episode without me. With it with just Carver. And that's probably where I had this realization. But it's just humble brag it's a nice spot to just like chill and have like real conversations you know what i mean does that make sense yeah, yeah so buckle yeah. in because so buckle in let's this, get ready to cry this, this episode's gonna be full of that yeah so and i mean just so if you're new i think that's what you can expect uh hopefully i don't know where this is gonna go you're you, maybe you're just tuning in for the first time you're like these guys don't have anything together because i'm already going on one of my weird rants so we should probably just let's get into it <laughs> i'm sorry I'm sorry. Please stick around. Please listen. You want to get into the starting lineup? <laughs> yes, let's get into it. All right. So we uh, starting in the back. Koble in goal. Obviously, we had Rierson uh, taking up the right back position. Chan slotted in at center back, which we knew with. Um, I believe last week we knew Sule was going to be out, or he yeah. had some kind of little pull or something. And then Schlotterback is obviously out for a few weeks. Uh, partnered alongside Hummels and then Guerrero moving out to the left back position. What are you laughing at already? Oh no. Just just hearing this lineup of it again. And I was going to talk about it towards the end of the episode too, but just we can't be surprised that we're in this situation right now with our defense. We at least shouldn't be because we knew, again, I talked about this last week. We knew that if we had just three natural center halves to compete in three major competitions, it's not going to be enough. You're going to run into a problem eventually at some point in the season where you're going to be like, well, we don't really have anyone else. You're going to have to try to pick someone up from the second team and hope for the best. And that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, I'm just I'm just laughing at how <laughs> just the foreshadowing here. I mean, mid-April and uh, a timeline of uh, us being this close to the title and uh, just being our own worst enemy. But that's really the title of the day. So, And I mean, especially with... The th- the three center halves being like Hummels being one of them, and I'm not trying to take any like I'm not trying to belittle Hummels at all because I I like Hummels. I know he doesn't have the pace, um, but like he's a guy you you would see more as like depth. And so when your two other center backs are out, you know what I mean. Like when he's the the extra option, 
and he's a guy who's older and injury prone and you know what I mean? It's like we need, obviously we need more bodies in there. And if he's the one like we have to rely on as the extra one, does that make sense when I'm like, yeah. I'm, if I'm, am I like yeah. pulling at something here? Like, But a counterpoint though, he was our best defender today. And it it really made me worried whenever he came out at, at uh, halftime, which I guess it's all still speculation. I was looking online. I didn't see too much about any sort of confirmation of an injury. Uh, the captions were not available in English for the press conference or the post-match press conference. So I didn't really pick up too much for that. My German is not good enough, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, no, well, I, I was going to, I had this stat written down, which I was thought I might bring up later, but I'll bring it up here too. Like I was disappointed to see him go out too. And again, I'm not tr- saying it's bad to have Hummels as a center back option because I've backed mm-hmm. him in all of his performances, but it's like if we only have three and one of those options is an older player who's injury prone, like it's not ideal, but yeah, like you said, he, he was our best defender and playing one half. He had the most tackles in the match at three, which is also sad that it was only three and he did it in a half and no one else got there. You know what I mean? Like he he led the the match in tackles at three in a single half, which is frustrating. Yeah, he had uh, he, he was phenomenal. And, and with the clearances he had too and everything, he uh, he kept the back line organized as well. So him and Chan did pretty well. But uh, yeah, again, getting ahead of myself here. So we started well, at least in the creation portion of the game. Uh, a lot of press breaking passes, excuse me, uh, opened up play a bunch, had a variety of chances, but those first 10 minutes or so, we just kept overcomplicating things in front of the goal. Uh, I mean, nine minutes in with the chance with Rafa and Hilaire, uh, Rafa makes a really clever, sneaky run behind the Stuttgart back line and receives a peach of a ball from Chan. And he now has the time and space, set himself up, opened up his body, shoot with his left. But as per usual, this team continues to try to just walk it into the net. So he passes and lays it off to Haller, and by that time, the chance is gone. So, I mean, we should have been up earlier on, but um, at least we did had a pretty decent start of the game. Uh, we also didn't finish the lineup. <laughs> but oh, did we not? <laughs> no. We stopped. We 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 stopped, stopped back after line. the center backs. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, well, it pissed yeah. me off, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to talk about anything else. Uh, Oshan was sitting in the six, uh, and then we had Adiemi out on the left, Brandt and Bellingham in the middle, Malin out on the right, and Haller up top. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, we we had some chances early. I feel like there was a this stretch like. Um, where we lost control, like maybe 10 to 20 mm-hmm. minutes, 10 to 20 minutes where they, they had some chances. They were creating a little bit after like we we had some good chances. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of one of those, like it started, th- this tends to happen where we can start strong really early and then just kind of lose it quickly. Um, and luckily we, we didn't concede yet and we were able to regain control, uh, get the goal in the 21st uh, with Haller scoring. Um, and it, I mean, it, it, we looked like we were cruising first half. We talked about it. Uh, Mazropano got the two yellow cards. Like, wh- were they? I don't remember if it was both, if it was Adiemi uh, and Malin, or if it was Malin who got fouled twice. But like, he he couldn't keep up with with both with those speedsters. Uh, they were kind of switching positions. I think you kind of tell we we're playing a little bit. Some lineups say four one four one, um, and then but how they were switching almost like they were playing three up at top with their rotations around. But I mean. We've seen that before with like Adiyemi getting guys to uh, commit these fouls, trying to 
catch up and uh, just blown past him. I think it was. There was a, a foul on Adeyemi where he would have had the like breakaway, probably a goal, um, and he pulled him back, and the next one was on Mullen that sent him off with the second yellow. Yeah, I don't remember the first yellow for Mavropanos, but uh, Mullen did do, do a good job of drawing the foul and also the card for his, uh, for his sending off, but... I want to take it back to the first goal. I really liked our opening goal. I mean, it's it's the kind of it's the exact kind of positions that we want to set Halaire up in. Uh, he's a poacher for those kinds of passes into the box. It's good to see him back on the score sheet. You know, trying to gain a lot more confidence in him, uh, and of, of course, too, a solid cross from Malin as well, and, and caught Zag sleeping with some questionable marking, which is it's nice for a change for Zagadou to have that kind of poor marking and it not actually cost us so. Yeah, I mean, complete opposite. Like, yeah. Got us the goal. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it was, it was great play. And like Malin coming down the left and... or No, he was down, was down right. in the right... Yeah, mm-hmm. right-hand corner. Uh, and then whipped the ball across into Hilaire, smashing it in. Um, and I, it, I I was so glad he got that goal, uh, 25th minute. Uh, shortly after that, we did have to rely on Koble making a big save to I was going to say, Stuttgart responded well, and they had two really good chances within five, or if not, if I'm not wrong, five or so minutes right after we scored. Yeah, and the, the other thing I was going to mention about Haller is we got that goal. Great to see, but I felt like at the end of that first half, I still was like, I want to see... He almost like disappeared a bit again, and I don't think that's always necessarily his fault. I think it falls back to how we saw us playing with Modeste or in early parts of the season. It's like, we're not playing to them or through them. And it's like, I wanted to see that more. We got the one goal, but then it seems like we weren't trying to, to work that and, and work stuff into him. I don't know why. I, and I don't think that that's not a match fitness thing on him. That was just like mm-hmm. our style and how we were playing. Like, uh, didn't seem to be pushing that way. And I still don't know what that disconnect is. I think, at, at this point for the disconnect, maybe just trying to work in this attacking line of Terzic trying to figure out, you know, how do we want to go about whether, you know, mention a front three or sometimes a front two, uh, just depends, I guess, whoever's making the run, but Adeyemi and Malin being on either side of Haller, I think we're just trying to kind of work out the kinks of that attacking line and um, try to find out, I guess, the best philosophy and ways about going about attacking. But either way, I mean, after that assist, Malin scores again, continuing his terrific run of form that's four in his last four and that's assist aside again i mean he was active and alert all game in attack i, I think Malin had a pretty solid game i mean his goal that his great strength to hold off three stuttgart defenders and get the quick shot off that we always talk about was a good finish i mean the man is flying at the moment yeah and this is i mean we've talked about Malin so much and it usually doesn't end in the goal. It's like he has great movement. He has great mm-hmm. touch. He was, like you said, he was able to be physical and, and work off those three defenders. A great footwork to get around him and then have that that quick slap shot that this is what like we've been wanting to see and needing to see from it, like how dangerous it can be, but it never was before because he was hitting it right at the keeper. But this one was like it positioned well. He put it in the right spot. And he, I mean, we obviously get the goal, and it's like, where, where was that before? Because it's like you see everything else except the finish. Uh, the shot's yeah. always to the keeper. So now, and I, I think it, it probably is, maybe it, it's definitely later than what we wanted, but this is the player that we've been needing to see. Uh, and maybe it's a confidence thing, maybe, especially scoring four and four and, and more before that, but uh, he definitely looks like a different player. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, in the Byron game, he was like our best player, uh, even coming on late. Um, so it's it's so good to see this confidence from him in the the newfound not newfound abilities, but like 
stuff actually coming together for him. And mm-hmm. we need it. Like we knew this is what we needed. Like we needed these multiple goal contributions. Wait, we've talked about it so much with Holland leaving. And then yeah. the uh the hiccup, not the hiccup, the hang up with Alara not having him ready and available for half the season and then coming back and still trying to get into fitness, which is completely understandable. We're not putting him down at all. Uh, but this like this is what we've needed. It's just so late. And it just makes me think if it's football, right? Like it, you you can't get hung up on the ifs, but it's like, man, if if we had these contributions like throughout the year, like at the start of the season, uh, I wonder I wonder where we'd be now. As we sit two points off of Bayern with still plenty of games to go, uh, but it's just like, ah, if only. I, you know, not to keep bringing it back to that game, but the the loss against Bremen at home, that was a game that we desperately needed an attacker. And you know, we, even though we scored two goals that game, I think Modest had 12 touches the entire game before he came off for Mokoko. Or even, it might have been even like a two-striker up front uh, at that time, but uh, we just could not work anyone into attack whatsoever. So Malin would have, yeah, of course, him being in a, the form he is now, but again, hindsight 2020. But uh, even after the goal, after the assist, Malin is still contributing with getting Mavropano sent off. Uh, he started to have the break, and then I think he had a you know, good IQ and good awareness to wait for Mavropanos to come up on him again, just so we can go around him and get another beat and draw that foul, draw the red or draw the yellow card, which would uh, equate to the red card. And now, of course, everyone already knows they're down a man. They're down two goals. At this point, every single person, except for, I mean, uh, in the stadium around the world, knew this game was over. It was done and dusted. I mean, Stuttgart looked frustrated. They looked defeated. Uh, at least for those few minutes, but lo and behold, just just when you just when you would really think it'd be done and dusted and game over, man, Dortmund just loved to to uh, give you the surprise of a lifetime. Good old Dortmund. Uh, it's I would if I, I was fully expecting this second half to be like really boring. I wasn't expecting to score another goal because you. It can be difficult playing against a team who's a man down because usually they just like shut up shop. They put 10 men behind the ball and play super defensively. You know what I mean? To try not to let it get any worse and try to maybe beat you on the counter. Um, and so I was expecting, and I just don't, why? That's the, that's the thing though. <laughs> as I mentioned last week that Stuttgart went all 90 minutes against Bayern when they hosted them a few weeks back. Yeah. I mean, this is a team like Cologne or, you know, a handful of other Bundesliga teams that just doesn't give up. And I mean, I personally did expect us to score again. We had, Malin had a good opportunity to make it three. And, and I think he just kind of got tangled with his own feet and didn't score there. I mean, Jude had a great shot that was off the bar right after halftime too. But after that point, 50, 52nd minute or so, 52nd minutes, just under an hour, we completely mentally switched off. And I think a lot of that comes down to Hummels being taken off, which we mentioned already, but it had, it had to have been precautionary. Because there's no way, I refuse to believe Terzic is that dumb. Um, again, I haven't heard any confirmation yet, so you know it may be that it was he was just injured. But there's just there's just no way Terzic took him off just because hey, hey let's get Koulibaly 45 minutes in a crucial game that we need three points on. I know you're up two goals and you're you know you have numerical superiority, but I don't I have I, I even understand bringing on Koulibaly if it's the 75th 80th minute and we're up two or three. But like you have a whole half to go, so that was that was uh, 
really uh, head turning. Especially for it being Hummels and not Shan. Like if you want to give Koulibaly a, a half, which is mm-hmm. crazy, um, like why not take Chan off? And, and keep two center backs, two genuine center backs. You know what I mean? And like, what a great opportunity for or him just to put Chan in the six and take off Oshan. You know? Yeah, that would have been that would have been a great call, probably honestly, because <laughs> uh, maybe the clearance would have been better off that corner kick. Uh, that led to their second goal because um, it kind of just flopped off of Oshan yeah. and then fell right to him. But yeah, like because it it, it would have been you know what I mean? Like put him with the experienced center back. Uh, where he can learn from, and I don't know. It's just it's different. Like we we've seen solid performances with Chan at center back before, um, but yeah, why would you bring on this inexperienced center back just to give him forty five minutes and have him in there with Chan? When when Chan, even when he plays center back, he tends to kind of drift and you know what I mean, make mm-hmm. runs and and stuff, which isn't what you want. So I, I yeah, if anyone knows, if anyone speaks <laughs> German better than us. And can give us an update as we're recording on a Tuesday night. Uh, and we'll probably get more news later. I'm sure we're going to get news on like Thursday morning when we get prepped for uh, the next game. We'll, we'll find out exactly what's up. But man, can you imagine if Hummels is out too? What, like what's going to happen? I can. Here? I can't imagine that, unfortunately. <laughs> and what, what was that? What was that back four lineup last year? That was. Oh, when Chan got the clean sheet at Mainz, it was Pungracic, Paslak, uh, Schultz. And Chan, yeah. And he got the clean sheet away at Mainz. So I was I thinking we don't about have Pongrac- a lot of those players anymore either way. So what'd you say? I was I was thinking about Pongracic during this last game. Yeah. And I know a lot of people hated him, but I kinda liked him. I don't think I don't think I don't think anyone hated him. He was just kind of, you know, bang average, you know. <laughs> but it you know, we just didn't capitalize on this opportunity, this just golden opportunity to get massive three points. I mean, Bayern tied against Hoffenheim. You know, they're struggling from top down at the moment. They're really disjointed. They're not, you know, they're very unsure of themselves. They got a bunch of controversy going on. So, of course, that's going to add to the tension. And lo and behold, they get a tie. So, you have this golden opportunity to get three points and score another goal, but just not capitalizing. You know, it, it use your, that numerical superiority to your advantage. Stretch the pitch more. Um, don't commit so many goddamn numbers forward. And would give them opportunities for three on threes or even four on threes. I mean, literally every goal besides one, including the offside goal that Stuttgart scored, was off an opportunity of a three on three. And like you zoom out and you're like, why? Where are the other seven players on the field for Dortmund right now? Why are we throwing so many numbers forward when we know we have this lead to hold? It's 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 shocking. And again, I think that really comes down to uh, it starts with Hummels being taken off. You know, you have the the lack of leadership and experience, the desire that I, and heart that I know Hummels has. We surely, I know even from an attacking sense, we don't have that killer instinct. So we just completely let up and disappointed, but not surprised really. The the Hummels miss too is, it comes down to, we talked about this a lot last, well, not, I wasn't here last week, but the episode before a couple weeks ago was like the leadership. Um, and with, with Hummels out, like who... Who is there? Like, you know what I mean? Who Who is there to drag everyone else up and really push people and motivate people? Because we, we know we have Kobo in the back who who's a leader but and can yell a lot. But again, that's from the goalkeeper. It's a little different when you're not out on the pitch running the full field. So you're bringing Hummels off and like who, who is there to step up? Because I, 
you have Bellingham, you have Chan, but also I see both those guys as a bit hot-headed and a bit like not as probably motivational and uplifting as much as they're probably just yelling at dudes because I know those two yell at each other and that, that was a big thing in, like a couple matches ago. So like who's there? Like you miss out on that leadership completely. When you don't have that, who's, who's really there to like be the glue to hold people together? <laughs> yeah, and... and- but this was this was not just like a, an individual thing of just Hummels being taken off. Of course, this is this is a a collective issue. I mean, Patrick Berger, the chief Berger, I said Berger, Berger, the chief reporter at Sport One, reported that Stuttgart's coach uh, Sebastian Hones said to have told his team at halftime that Dortmund were no longer taking the game seriously because they were a man up and two goals up. So they knew they could take the game to us and they could you know try to catch us whenever we're sleeping, which is exactly what happened. Uh, Koulibaly from Stuttgart we got two Koulibaly's on the field but Koulibaly from uh, Stuttgart came on and I started getting like PTSD Vietnam flashbacks of the uh, the game that got Favre sacked at home years back I mean he did the same exact thing to us whenever Stuttgart played uh, against us a few years ago and that's exactly what Koulibaly did here he was he was a game changer for Stuttgart he brought on a lot of pace he was making runs and uh, just kept catching us falling asleep unfortunately and uh, even the the second goal, I mean, every goal really, but the second goal, like you mentioned, off the corner, it's just it's just we're kind of staring at each other, looking at each other, you know, and not really taking the initiative to clear the ball. So it just it falls off Ozchan, and it's unfortunate. But at the same time, it's it's just not how champions act. It's let alone title contenders. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, so I don't know where to go. I don't know if I want to talk about the rest of it. Obviously, th- that I'll say it felt like the longest stoppage time of my life. It was only six minutes, uh, but it felt like forever. Um, and we, we did get the goal. We got the uh, goal to t- after they tied it up. We got the goal uh, in the 93rd ish minute. Um, and then they scored with seconds left. And and you would have thought that would have been a winner, which even if it was, yeah. would have been a winner. That's just us skimming by on individual quality. But this, yeah, we score and we have now just less than five minutes to hold the lead and we continue to bottle it. I mean, the same thing, like I already mentioned, committing way too many numbers forward. I want to break down that third goal that they that they scored. Again, just minutes later, taking those vital three points, it was pitiful and pathetic defending right at the depth of the game. I mean, Rafa had such a half-ass attempt at closing them down in the middle third as they frolicked down the touchline. I mean, he could just hold the line and just stay compact and wait for them to come to them. I mean, it's not the best strategy. He could have been in a position to already close them down to begin with, but he kind of went to that middle ground of not staying back, but also not committing forward in time. So he just kind of threw his legs out, went right past him. Meanwhile, zero players on Dortmund are picking up Silas, and it's just poorly, poorly cleared by Koulibaly in the end. I mean, it didn't help that the young defender had an egregious game, but again, it's a collective thing. And you can see that third goal and you just have to really take it all in at that point and cue the bum 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 I mean it is it's just a, a mentality thing too you know what I mean like yeah. the like the whole second half of course even if we 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 pull away and get a goal so you can fully expect with how the rest of that half go went for them to still score again. Because again, we score, the guys relax, celebrate, relax, cool. We did it. We, we got out of this one and then nope, because you still got a no. few minutes left. And guess what? Stuttgart's not going to give up because they didn't get, give up at all. 
And it's just, and we just remember that they're a man down and it's just like, what? It shouldn't happen. It should not happen. You need to instill an attitude at, at the, just in the core of your players that they know that they don't ever let a game get to that point. And you also set them up for success by having the depth around them in those areas. So things like that can't ever happen. But once again, man, just our own worst enemy. We continue to dig ourselves in these holes and then cue the picture of uh, Terzik putting his hands on his head when we're like pretending to be shocked that we can see these dumbass goals week after week. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be, I've been optimistic for so long and I've, I've said it time and time again, like that, that 10 goal win or 10 game streak filled me with so much confidence throughout the rest of the season. And this has shattered that. And I don't want to be a pessimist. I don't want first time listeners to be like, these guys suck. They're so down and negative. I think Welcome it's, I think the term is, fan. I think the term is realist, realist. at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. again, lifeline after lifeline. This was an opportunity to go level on points with them again. And there's, and, you know, there's six games left, but you look at our schedule and you look at Bayern's schedule, they got an easier run to finish the season. They obviously have the mentality of, of acting like champions and not giving up and not letting up. And I just, I'm looking at the opponents that we have and it's like, I, I think we're going to drop more points. I don't know if it's going to be losses, but I think we definitely drop more points. And that's just, you're not going to catch Bayern like that. You're just not okay. I want to. I want to look at the while we're here. Let's just keep moving. I want to. I want to look at the the remaining fixtures. Look at Byron, and look at ours. I don't necessarily. I'm not going to be like. This isn't going to be a podcast where we're just like so caught up on Byron, and I mean that's just being a dormant fan kind of, and trying to play the catch and and stick around. Uh, but I, I do want to look at them and uh, kind of see where we. Where we th- where we think we might end up in, in the realistic. I want to be a, not a realist. I want to be an opt. Want to be optimistic <laughs> and, and look ahead of it. So they do. They play in the Champions League uh, Wednesday again. We're recording this Tuesday night. So they're playing against Man City again. A benefit to us because that just throws extra tough games at them. Um, and that's that's a game like they have to perform right. They're down three zero, and they they have to come back. So they have to put a lot into this match. And then Saturday Bundesliga. They're at Mites. And then well, let's Herza, just, let's just yeah. put it out of the way and say that they're definitely not going to get past City in the Champions League. That's just not going to happen. Of course, they're back home, but you know, as much as I hate to say it, there's something different about this city side in the in the recent weeks, especially with that first leg against Bayern. And uh Chupo Motang is out for that game. Um I know Mane received, I think it was a ban, but I saw also recently a Tuchel that said in a press conference that it's all behind him now, and I think he's just going to kind of shrug it off and throw him in the starting lineup. I don't know if he can produce, but I, I think it's pretty much done and dusted in the Champions League. So, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't matter either way. You still got um, Mainz the following week, or this weekend, excuse me. Yeah, Mainz on the weekend, then Hertha, Werder Bremen, Schalke, Leipzig, and Kolm. Just those so, first three games, and if we're taking it in stints, Bayern are, I can honestly see them. If there's any game that they're going to drop points between now and the end of the season, I feel like it might be at Mainz. But after that, they're going to they're gonna brush Berlin aside. I imagine they're probably going to brush Bremen aside and then Schalke too. They always shit on Schalke. <laughs> and then, yeah, the Leipzig one, potentially, but I also 
feel like Leipzig is just a team who performs really well against us sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I don't think Bayern at home it's going to be an issue nope. for them. And then they they end the the season with cold. Um, so yeah, I mean, looking at that, it does feel like they should be able to pull it out. Um, Bayern has not conceded a goal against Schalke since 2018. Excuse me, one goal against Schalke since 2018. Does Schalke have a better record against Bayern than we do in the last two I years? guarantee it, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, <laughs> it's just the whole feeling of a derby. So, you know, they're going to compete way at a higher level against us than Bayern. I feel like they probably just usually give up against them. But either way, yeah. Munich are just plain and simple. They have an easier schedule than us for these next few games. And, well, of oh, course, okay. we, I want to I look at this. Because I will say, I feel like it's more even. So our matches, of course, Frankfurt, which we will like, We'll talk about that a little bit more, but we have Frankfurt this weekend, Bochum, which kind of Bochum gets us occasionally, which isn't fun. Uh, another derby, and we're away at this one. I take it back. I overlooked Wolfsburg and Gladbach. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then Augsburg and Mainz. Yeah. So obviously the Wolfsburg and Gladbach, both of those are at home. So we, we would hope that we have a little more of an advantage there. Um, th- those are the those are the trickier ones. Bochum away. I guess that's also tricky too, just when you look at our performance last year. All right, we have a tougher run. <laughs> it's like, I, I, you don't have to argue with me on this one. I know. <laughs> yeah, so we got, uh, we got Frankfurt at home this uh, weekend. I mean, as good as Frankfurt are on paper, they are really struggling to find any form right now. They have one win since the middle of February uh, and just a handful of ties as well. So they're, again kind of struggling to find themselves at the moment. Most recently, a draw uh, away at Gladbeck, excuse me, at home against Gladbeck. How are you feeling? Yeah, me Not too. Good. I want to feel, I want to, I want to feel good. I want to say, this is what I, I want, I'm, I'm hoping for. I'm hoping we have some big conversations, which I think the clubs had before and I don't think they stick. I think they help for 30 minutes and then I don't think they really stick around, but feel like hard conversations were had um, and they're going to bounce back and have a rager. But also, who, who is going to be Whoa. our starting center backs? I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know about a rager. <laughs> I mean, rager probably in the sense that we're going to be raging. That's if I, we were healthy. If we were healthy, then I'd say we, we bounce back and win 3-1. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that I don't know who's going to be our starting center backs and it might be Chan and Koulibaly, I don't know what's going to happen. Yep. I... I've been racking my brain all week trying to think of like a different pairing, but I, I can't think of anything else that's not arguably more problematic than Shan and Koulibaly. It's just the reality that we're in at the moment. And hopefully we can have the insight and um, forward thinking to not run into this situation again come this summer. I've already mentioned a center back from Southampton, um, uh, Coach App, that I think could be a really good buy. But we need to invest in another center back, and that's and that's should be clear cut and dry at this point, especially with Hummels aging another year. So there's there's no way that we're going to continue to neglect that. But yeah, I mean, with those two as as our pairing center halves, I don't feel great. I'm going to go with a two two draw. Yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. I I don't even have a prediction. I. I'll go two two draw. I'll change. No, I'll I'll stick with my optimistic three one. Just cause, just gonna throw it out there. But okay, realistically, 
Do we not have anyone else who can play center back? Is it going to be Chan? <laughs> no, but seriously though, this is terrible. Is it going to be Chan and Koulibaly? Like, is that? <laughs> it absolutely it, will be, unless it, we hear otherwise again about Hummels or something being. I don't know. That was just again precautionary, minor thing, minor tweak. But I mean, you can you can keep going and and look down the list. It's there's really no yeah, other look, option. I'm looking at it. <laughs> there's literally no other option. <sighs> I mean, and so yeah. where where does I know. I want to get your take on Dahoud and how can we use him? What's the best way to use them in these last like six matches? Like, uh, it, just, especially in this where we're, we have to drop Chan to center back. Like why are we not using him? And why how could we the, best the utilize The question him? of why is, I honestly don't know. I don't know if there was some sort of falling out and that led to Terzik to saying he doesn't want to extend with him. I couldn't tell you. That's just all speculation. But how can we use him if, if he, if, you know, he's fully fit at the moment, I would, I would just be putting him into that midfield trio at the moment instead of Ozchan. Um, I mean, I was going to say have Chan as the number six and then Ozchan or then Dahoud right in front of him, but this could be an opportunity, I guess, to, for Dahoud to slide in again because Chan's going to be in the back four or back three or whatever you decide to do. Um, so just have him as that deep line playmaker, I would say. You know, again, ping balls out of the back. He can be press resistant. And he can pick out a bunch of passes going forward. Um, I mean, I, I don't really see a reason why not to play him at the moment. I mean, that, that was my thought too. Cause I like Austin has been disappointing, uh, as of late. And, and I, he seems like the more defensively sound, uh, like mid, but at like, just, I don't feel like his performances have been up to scratch lately. So it's like, why, why aren't we utilizing Dahoud? And is it purely that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It's sad. And, and I, I know we talked about Ajchan's misclearance, or not even really that, whenever we conceded the second goal, but he did have a really good tackle. I think it was like right around the hour mark. So that was nice to see. You know, he still continues to show a little bit more of that grit that I think he's, uh, that we've been lacking to see, I guess, in uh, recent months. So uh, hopefully he can continue to turn his form around because, yeah, he's been pretty disappointing since the start of the calendar year. Center back is what we need to invest in. Left back, of course, another eight. Or another number six. That's just to name a few vital positions. I was just looking at the injury report slash estimated dates. Do you think there's any chance Schlotterbeck returns? No. No. Not unless, and it, we would have to be really dumb because he's going to play again and then injure himself to be out even more. Worth it. Is it worth <laughs> it? <laughs> I think this is why you're not a coach and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> you are a coach. <laughs> anyways all right things are sounding real great <laughs> moving on yeah woo. Like, like we said therapy session just rant and rave and hope for the best yeah um if we want to talk about something positive i i won't get into all the details because i don't know all the details but we can tell you about someone who has all the details the Dortmund women's team is officially getting promoted again yep, yep. uh maybe maybe that's how we finished the well, they're done, aren't they? Do they have any cup games left? I guess if they already got promoted, uh, do they have a few games left? I forget, honestly, where they're standing at in the Pokal. You put me on the spot. And I know Adam, We're if, terrible. He's, if he's listening had Adam to this, on here. He's, he's gotten his like, eyes twitching. But uh, yeah, and we got a 15-0 win, which is crazy to say. Uh, or the women's team did just recently to get promotion. So yeah, second season in a row to get promoted. We'll have him on soon again towards the end of this season too. Really give us a full season recap of the of the women's team because yeah they continue to fly. Yeah, and if if uh, just us saying Adam, if you don't know who Adam is, we've got 
his Twitter. We've got a website that he runs in the description of this episode. He is like the he is the expert when it comes to the Dortmund women's team. He follows them really closely. He has a great website that has all their their matches and stats and how to watch them and everything. Uh, and just he's like I said, he's like the expert. And he's uh, we've had him on as a, a guest a few times. He's really great. So make sure you give him a follow. Check out the Dortmund women's team, especially now that they're getting promoted and moving on up. Um, and yeah, and if you're ever sad about the Dortmund men's team, just go watch the Dortmund women's team because they will not disappoint you. Um, Frankfurt, Saturday, 1230 Eastern Time. Anything else, Garver? Do you have anything Let's else? get out of here, Jake. Let's just get All out right. of here. We've tortured it's the been, listeners enough. It's been good. We appreciate you hanging out and listening. Was it, wait, was there any five-star reviews that I didn't shout out last week because I wasn't here? There were some five-star reviews, but again, I, no one told me that I guess they did the five-star review, which is totally fine. You know, if people, I don't even know if they heard it, they might have just rated it, or if they did and just didn't really care for the shout-out, either way, very sincere. Right, Thank so, you. Well, no, wait, like, give a little, I'm going to give a little explanation because we asked for you just send us because on Spotify, well, I've been told you can, I guess, leave a note now. If so, I haven't figured it out yet, but give us a five star review on Spotify and then you can like take a screenshot, send us a DM on Instagram if you want a shout out. I'm pulling up our Apple um, podcast right now to see if there's any. Doesn't got to be Instagram should, either way. Could be anything. Instagram or Twitter or email. Are you th- shooting out the email now? <laughs> I always try to shoot off the email. And I feel like an idiot for saying it. But uh, shout out to 40 Acres on Apple Podcasts. Five stars said, wow. Very crisp presentation and interesting content. Enjoyable as a Texas BVB supporter. I appreciate the work and have learned so much. I don't think he's talking about my crisp presentation because we know I'm all over the place. Again, another shout for Carver. I appreciate that. I don't I don't think I'm that much uh, <laughs> on a different level at all. But either way, either uh, way thank you for the review. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, that's it for now. We, we went longer. This happens. We're like, let's do a short episode because we're sad. And then we just rant because we're sad for a long time. So we will be back next week, hopefully in a better mood. Hopefully with center backs. See you later. <laughs>